Hello everyone and welcome to another live Twitch stream of Meta GP Podcast Last on the Breaks. Welcome everyone watching. I'm Fran Wild. Alongside me as ever, doing that in uh, Matt Dunn style there, is Elliot York. <laughs> Welcome Elliot. And who is our guest today? Hi Fran, yeah, good to be back here again. Um, yeah, so our guest today, quite on point really, isn't it? Because he won the Moto2 race, um, a historic win, of course. It was uh, Joe Roberts' first American winner in uh, Grand Prix racing since Ben Spees in 2011. So yeah, I thought we'd get Joe on. I um, want to say a quick thank you to Joe because it's quite last minute um, preparation. So yeah. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Good to good to see you. And uh, yeah, how are you, mate? Yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I'm doing, doing great. Been a, a good last few days, just uh, soaking it in and having a good time here in Portugal before we head to Jerez. So yeah, doing good though. Cool. I was going to ask you, because the first thing you said in the press conference after the race was, I don't think it's really sunk in yet. Is it starting to now if you've had a bit of time to digest it and maybe have you watched it back as well? Yeah, no, I've definitely watched the race maybe like five times already. So it's it's sunk in <laughs> for sure. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's something, I don't know how to describe it still. I still don't know how to describe it to be honest, <laughs> but it's a, it's a great feeling and uh, I haven't won a race in so long. So it's just something that, uh just feels so amazing you know i can't describe it really but it's uh it's a great feeling for sure it was a pretty crazy race weren't it i mean the red flag crash you were i think eighth or ninth at the time just behind jake you two were the first ones i think that didn't crash what was what were you feeling and what was the whole race like up to that point because it was it was quite sketchy out there wasn't it yeah like you say it was a it was a crazy race i mean the first part uh I kind of got off well and I was with that front group and it started kind of spitting down and started seeing the the rain flags come out and I don't know I've had a lot of races and a lot of practice sessions a lot of qualifyings in those conditions where it starts to to rain and as a rider it's so hard to know so hard to know how hard to push you can only push as hard as what you feel you know and at that time it felt all right you know but uh, I mean, Portimao is a, I mean, this track especially is just, the weather here is just crazy. Sometimes you'll get rain that just concentrates in one corner. And uh, I don't know why I had it in the back of my mind that maybe something like that was going to happen. So when I came into turn two I, and I saw the bikes, you know, everywhere, um, I kind of figured out really quickly that that, you know, what I was kind of thinking in the back of my mind was had happened. So I rolled out of it a lot, but I mean, I, I still didn't even roll out of it enough to, I had a huge moment too, but I mean, it was crazy slippery. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just sometimes how it goes with racing. It's just uh, a bit of bad luck for the guys that got to that corner first. You know, I, I was lucky to just behind and see it all happen and, and, uh, be able to react quick enough like me and Jake. So yeah. Yeah, as you say, it was good luck, but you've had plenty bad luck as every rider has as well in their career before. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> um, we've we've got one question then in the chat for you that's a really uh, simple one. Um, but what went through your mind when you saw everyone go down in the crash? It's from Sunny Kim. I can imagine it's a bit of a crazy feeling, as but also it's happening so quickly, isn't it? When you see that happening, you said you had that moment did you kind of process what had happened and what it might mean with a restart or potentially what could happen next? 
Yeah, well, like I said, I kind of had it in the back of my mind that maybe something was going to happen with the rain. Um, I mean, if everything felt all right, and then you just arrive to that corner and you see so many bikes on the ground. And uh, I mean, turn one and turn two are really fast corners. I mean, they're third gear. Uh, turn two is a corner that you just check off the throttle a little bit and then you're back to full. So it's not it's not a slow corner whatsoever. So uh, I'm glad that everyone kind of came out of that crash okay and nobody got really hurt. But um, I mean, yeah, I just, what went through my mind was that, yeah, this, it's just the rain, you know? Um, but it's so hard to see because it's not raining and the, the ground, you know, like it doesn't, when you're riding the track and there's water on the ground, especially such a little amount, it's, I mean, some tracks like older tracks where the pavement's, you know, a lot brighter when it gets wet, you can really see, but when it's like newer tracks that have newer pavement, that it's already dark, it's really hard to tell where, whether it's wet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, I couldn't even tell that it was wet, you know, just, you just go through there and <laughs> you just hope that it is, you know, that's the, that's the scary part of when you're riding on dry tires and, and it starts sprinkling like that. You're kind of just almost trying to be like a, a weatherman, you know, trying to predict how much weather is, is happening or, or how much rain is coming down and what's that going to do to the pavement. So, um, yeah, that's it's a trick. Talk to us about the restarted race as well, Joe, because it was quite clear even from the first couple of corners that it was you and Jake that were that had the pace to win. And then obviously Jake crashed at um, turn eight. What was going through your mind then? Because you probably knew at that point, this is probably my race to lose. Yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes in those in those conditions where, you know, it's it's kind of a bit tricky. It's rained, I think. I, I don't really uh, think too much about them. You know, I did the first outlap. I just kind of put, you know, you always put, if it's wet or it's just been raining, you know, the classic thing that riders do is put their foot down to kind of judge, you know, if your boot catches, then you know that it's, that it's all right. Or if it's kind of slipping along the pavement, you know, it's probably still a little greasy. And uh, those first kind of siding laps we did before the race started, I put down in all the corners and, kind of edged over each each corner just to see if the the rear was going to let go you know that's, that's also a good indication if it's still uh still wet out and I never had a feeling that it was really that wet anymore I think it just dried out really quickly so uh, um that was just okay this start in front row is a chance I have to to make it happen I mean someone's got to win this race the race is going on you know <laughs> someone's got to go and uh <laughs> Yeah, I knew Jake was going to be strong. I had a feeling uh, Celestino was also going to be strong. And I saw Jorge, his pace looked pretty good in the first part of the race too. So there were some riders in there that I knew were, were quick and, and could battle for the win. And I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know what came over me. It was just a feeling of, I didn't even, I don't know. I was talking to Wayne Rainey about last night actually. And just uh, his his feeling about winning his first race is pretty similar to mine mind that it didn't feel uh it didn't feel like I was pushing to the limit it just felt like everything kind of just came naturally and I I just flowed with the track I mean I love this just had no one in front of me and just uh everything everything to lose and everything to gain you know <laughs> so uh, uh nothing to lose everything to gain that's to say but um 
yeah, I just I just went for it, and I was pretty surprised at the gap I was able to pull, and um, I just yeah, I don't know. The last lap, I just cruised. I was like, don't throw it down, you know, because I had a weird thing all weekend that. I'd be in the rain and, and I'd be on a fast lap, I'd be up or something with red helmets and I'd come to the last sector and I'd throw it down for some reason. <laughs> and uh, so the last lap I was like taking it extra careful just to bring it home and um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what came over me. I just wanted, I just, I just felt like I had to, to make it happen, you know. Well, you did make it happen and in quite some style, like you said, because I think it was like three seconds and everyone bear in mind, it was a seven lap race. So if you've been going like that for the normal race distance, you would have been like ridiculously far ahead. So that's the perfect segue then if you've talked to Wayne Rainey about it as well to go on to some American flavor. How does it feel? This is a question from Africa 18 in the chat. Well, first they say congrats. How does it feel to be the first American winning after such a long time? In the intermediate class, obviously, it's back to 1990, and then it's since been in 2011 that there's not been a win in any class. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy statistic, you know. It's something that's kind of uh, loomed over me for a lot of years, you know, and I got close to it at a, a lot of times, and it felt like you know, anytime I got close to it, I either I would crash out. I think I crashed out in Valencia out of the lead or or the, the drama that we had in in Lamar where I had to start uh, from the back. Me that I couldn't get this win done, you know, um, to get it, to have it happen and, and kind of reset that statistic for America. It was something that I've, you know, been fighting for a lot of years, you know, and, and been trying to make it happen. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, a, the, it's the greatest feeling ever, you know, to win a race and, uh, have your, your name in three books. I mean, that's, that's why, that's why we do this, you know, it's to win races and, and, uh, and be at the front, you know, so it's a great feeling. Of the recent years of American riders coming over from obviously America to Europe to pursue your dream. Obviously, you've got Cameron and Sean now with you, but how tough is it to start with coming over from America? I think it's better now with the Moto America setup that Wayne Rainey's helped with, um, and it's only going to continue to get better as well. But how did it to start with coming over from America to try and um, compete against the Europeans who obviously grew up in? on these racetracks and know the bikes better, et cetera. How tough was it to start with? And what's the journey been like to becoming a race winner? It's, it's, yeah, it's been a journey. That's the correct say, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, I don't know. I think about the first times that I thought about coming over, um, I kind of went a different path. I did the, the junior world championship in two class for my first year. Uh, with a couple wild cards and I remember when I got the opportunity I got the call to do the cards I was replaced I think it was Yanni Hernandez here and uh, they asked me if I wanted to do it and I, I remember it was the most intimidating thing the thought of racing against the best riders in the world you know just right it's something you dream about as, as a rider you just think about it all the time that man I want to be there I would love to race there um so i think at first because you know americans hadn't for a long time apart from 
you know, Nikki or Ben in the MotoGP class, the intermediate class was something that was just hadn't been, you know, a successful uh, way for young Americans to go, you know, and there was nobody who'd really done that for a long time. I mean, a couple riders had done it, but never really succeeded at it. And so it was definitely an intimidating thought to come and race it. But uh, I mean, like anything, you got to do it, you know, you got to eventually you just got to go i mean what do you you can't just sit around and you know not do it so i got the opportunity and um i i will say the first years were not easy at all um but it ta taught me a lot of patience and taught me to believe in myself and when the the right package came underneath me and the right crew around me i was able to yeah show what i had and i think i think it's definitely I think it's definitely helped the Americans, young Americans coming up because it is possible that uh, we can come over here and, you know, also Cameron's doing great too. Uh, he's, he's really shown his speed. I always thought Cameron was a top rider. So for him to come over and show his speed and be running up front now is, is also a big plus, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I just hope that that's what, you know, gets Americans really, you know, going in this sport is just seeing what we can do and, and being up front, you know, that it is possible. So, uh, I mean, that's the biggest inspiration I had as a kid was watching Nikki win a world championship or or John Hopkins running up front or Ben Spees winning a race or, you know, Ben going over to World Superbike and dominating. Those are all huge motivating things for me as a kid. So, um yeah i mean i i try my best to help out too at the local go-kart tracks every time i see kids out there and, and give them the motivation and that so yeah we'll see what the future holds but i noticed by speaking to wayne last night on the phone i know they still got big plans for the young up-and-coming kids and uh i think the future is looking bright for america for sure that was good to hear because we've also got, of course, like now the FIM, the FIM Mini GP North America series that then leads into sort of the North America Talent Cup that's just started that will hopefully add an extra rung on the ladder as well so that you don't have to make that commitment to come to Europe because obviously it's such a long way from home. It's also a huge expense if you don't have resources as a rider. But um, we'll say, so yeah, hopefully we will see more of you. But it is a great example of you. And like you said, Cameron's been super quick as well um, this season as well, a couple of times last year. But this season he's taken that step forward as well. So, um, yeah, it's good for us to see as well because we're just like, come on, guys. Um, you, like <laughs> After you've taken the gambles that you have, I think it's it's one of those that just adds that extra bit to the story because it's, it's a different kind of thing to bet on yourself coming from moto america or these different backgrounds as well like someone like manuel gonzalez coming from world supersport from and then supersport 300 like it's that's a big deal to to take that step i think so it's great to see it start to pay off for all of you um okay yeah, we've got another you have, good question you have always, chat. sorry go ahead no it's just you always have the doubts you know this you know your career as a, as a rider there's so many kids nowadays or young up-and-coming riders that are so fast i mean level cycle road racing right now so so it's you, know, you really have to take a chance on on yourself and really believe in yourself to kind of to take that you know that leap of faith to say i can do this and sometimes you know you're 
you're shot, you know, you have a bad weekend and you think, damn, I can't do this. I'm not going to do it. But trust me, you just got to hang in there and, and keep going, you know, because it things for the people that work for it, I think it really pays off and uh, turns around, you know. I was going to say then, does this make you feel different as a rider going into Hereth now? Because obviously you had an amazing amount of self-belief to make that leap and then to keep going at it also with the change of team that's quite a big deal uh, you've already been on the podium before but now you are a race winner does that make you feel any different in yourself going into Hereth being like well I am I'm a Grand Prix winner now I'm definitely mood <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think uh I mean yeah I've, I've I've known this I mean this team can win races they have in the past with other riders and uh, I always felt I could do it so I definitely think it's given a huge lift to it to our program and to our team and uh, uh, I mean Hareth is is I mean this class is you know is what it is I mean Hareth is a track that I love too um, and yeah I mean I want to I want to I don't want to just stop at one win so I mean I'm going to keep into to try to keep getting so good track up good one for me uh Lamar especially i would like to put some some uh things to rest there <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've had a another question from hacky789 who joins us i think every time so thanks hacky789 for joining us again he said hey joe can we expect an american rider back in MotoGP soon i think it's a question that a lot of people want to know the answer to i know you probably don't know the answer to it yourself and Hoping it's you, of course, but what what does the future hold for Joe Robertson, maybe America? I know you've touched on it a little bit and probably can't go into too much detail about MotoGP, but, and I'm sure that you want to make it next year, of course. But yeah, when, when can we next see an American in MotoGP, do you reckon? Yeah, ultimately, that's that's my goal. You know, that's where I would... I want to end up. I think every uh, rider wants to end up. So... Um, I mean, working towards that, that's something that I don't feel is, I mean, it is in my control than what I do on the circuit, you know, so I think mm. I'm not really thinking too much about that, you know, it's just, it's just time to get a good season together. I owe it to my team to, to give my 100% attention towards that. And, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see where the future holds, where, what will happen. Um, but uh I think that I think getting race wins helps that cause. So <laughs> we got to keep going in that direction, you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Two questions for you now, and I'm going to ask them both at once because they're fairly simple ones. The first one is, what do you think is the toughest track on the calendar? That's from N Brady 87, who also says greetings from Austria. Uh, the second one though is we're going to run a poll or we are running a poll about who you think will be the next different winner in MotoGP. So not necessarily this weekend, but who would you pick for that one? Because it's been a really up and down season in MotoGP more than anywhere so far. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the first one, I think the most difficult circuit, honestly, Austin for me has been the most, you know, Circuit of Americas is probably the most difficult one. Um, it's just so long, and the corners are just kind of. There's not really a lot of tracks that are like that. You know, it's a very one of a kind circuit, and it's so easy to make a mistake there. 
and uh, the time that you find there, you don't know why you found half a second. You know, sometimes you're like, come across the line, like, cool, I'm a half a second faster. I have no idea why, you know, <laughs> so that track for me is, uh, has always been a bit of a, a, a technical one. Um, as far as like who I think is going to win next, uh, I, it's so hard to pick one, you know, there's been so many We lost Joe. We've lost Joe. This is going to be great on the audio version, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's following oh, us no. live there. <laughs> We've temporarily lost Joe. Let's see if we can briefly get him back or not. Um, Elliot, then, who do you think is going to be? Oh, Joe Roberts logged in. I think he's back. I'm back. Um, he's Sorry back. about that. I'm not <laughs> Hello. Like, no worries. Uh, I would, we I would like to give our picks, but you as go. far as the next the next winner just because i i think yeah that guy has gone through uh i admire him a lot and uh it would be cool to see him win a race again um so maybe maybe mark uh yeah i don't know I, it's hard to say really i can't predict it like i mean most people <laughs> it is know, impossible right? to I say think, like i don't know it's Go difficult with this weekend, obviously, Hareth, Le Mans, Fabio, but then who knows? Zarco is now, I think, the rider with most podiums that hasn't won a race as well, which is a little bit painful, in the Premier class at least. Um, but yeah, okay, well, we'll see that. Mark would be a good shout, wouldn't he? And uh, Red Bull, uh, Red Bull <laughs> uh, guy as well, so I can imagine there's the added incentive there. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, I think we can let you go now, right after you've logged back in. We we asked you for 20, 25 minutes of your time, and we've had that. Is there anything that you want to tell to anyone who's listening who maybe has had a bit of a tougher time? And like you said, just hang in there. But how do you cope with that kind of and keep yourself going and keep picking yourself up and then eventually get it to pay off? Um, yeah, I would just say, I mean... I've definitely been down the, the, the negative turn, you know, I've, I've been there before and, uh, it's so easy to go there, you know, when you feel that things, you know, maybe aren't going your way or you don't know why or things like that. And, um, I think it's just, uh, just keep, just keep it there. I mean, just the patience and, and things aren't all that bad, you know, you're going to come through it, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, it's been a, it's been a long road, but I'm, I'm happy that we've, we've, we've ticked off that win. Um, I also just want to say a big thank you to everyone who reached out to me, you know, uh, for this, in this last few days, I haven't got back to everybody, but, um, it's, it's been pretty special. I know everyone back home in America is so stoked and, uh, I'm just going to keep working for it. It's not going to be the last. <laughs> That's good. F famous last words. Um, we shall see. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Joe. <laughs> and congratulations. It was a really incredible performance to see. Like I said, a few seconds and only a handful of laps. So congrats. And we hope Hareth goes well for you as well. And uh, probably see you in a couple of days. Uh, enjoy. Don't train too hard. Hope you finish the nice big <laughs> bottle of Prosecco as well. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Good chat with you. See you Thanks later. Thanks so much. Cheers, Joe. Thank you. Well, there we have it. 
little bit of an interruption there with the the uh, sketchy internet. I think he said he's still in Portugal, isn't he? So we we were good to yeah. check the time difference because we're now both in Spain. <laughs> so let us tackle the poll question then. Who do we think will mm. be the next winner? We have Mark Marquez is the uh, what is the word in English? The bet from Joe Roberts. Who would you go for? Yeah, Mark's a pretty good bet, um, but they're struggling a little bit, aren't they, Honda? So I'm not quite sure how they're going to go in Jerez because it's quite a technical, twisty layout, isn't it? I know Mark Mark's good everywhere, but he's not really singing at this stage of the season. I think I'd have to go for Alex Rins, to be honest, because... I mean, we're going to touch on it, aren't we? That that ride in uh, Portsmouth on Sunday was something else. More impressive than Mark's in um, Austin for Ooh, me. That's quite it. controversial. Um, <laughs> that opening lap, we got up to 10th in there or something from the back of the grid. Or um, 23rd, should I say, or 24th. Um, so yeah, I'd go for Rins because he's, he's looking really, really strong this year. Cool. I think my internet's now decided to have an interesting time. Um, So sorry if I've got a bit... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're back. This is the problem with trying to record these things on the road. Um, But yeah, we're we're making it work. So yeah, I think currently our uh, our good old technical... uh, I was going to say helper, that's not quite (laughs) the right word. But our now at base camp says that Rins is currently on 60%, Zarko on 20%. So... I think that's probably quite a quite a good predictor. We'll have to see. Like you say, Honda, it's really interesting. I think we were saying at dinner on Sunday night um, with those of us who stayed to go, go straight to Hareth, um, they were saying it's interesting how Honda, like kind of the the classic, I don't know what to call it, maybe not a criticism, but everyone said that, okay, the bike only works for Mark. And now it seems that the bike works a little bit more equally for certainly on Sunday, three of the four riders, they were all really close together on track, but it's actually not necessarily a step forward, certainly on the timesheets, because it seems to have pulled Mark back towards them rather than pulling them towards Mark by making a more rideable bike. However, it is such a new machine, isn't it? And we're still pretty early in the season. We've had plenty of dramas. We've had most of the Portuguese Grand Prix had rain in practice. Mark's only ridden there once before. Alex Marquez, meanwhile, suddenly appeared 10 places higher than he was the weekend before. Obviously, Cotely had that problem. Maybe he already would have won that race by five seconds. If he'd been pushing at the front, it might have changed a lot. Obviously, physically tired he seemed to say that he was at the end of the race when you've not had to come from 24th that'd probably be a different story as well um and then indonesia nightmare weekend for not just for honda for mark but for a couple of different guys as well qatar's never been his strongest track i don't know i'm not willing to say that this is kind of any vision of reality so far and I'm I'm willing to keep being patient but I do think at Hareth Fabio may wipe the floor again so we'll see but yeah Zarco how would you feel if you're Johan Zarco because you're making history <laughs> but you just always just that little bit off the first win yeah you gotta feel a bit sorry for him haven't you because I'm not sure how many podiums it is now or second places um, he got a few at the start of last season as well, didn't he? And 
Yeah, it, just it's agonising how close he is to the victory. Number. It's quite a few. Um, yeah, you got to feel sorry for him. Um, that win is just around the corner, you have to feel, because he's had a very strong start to the season. And he's all, he always seems to be, when he's on it, he always seems to be in the podium fight. Um, but unfortunately yeah. for Johan, it's more difficult than ever to win a MotoGP race nowadays. And when Fabio pulls out a performance like he did in Portimao, I don't think anyone would have beaten Fabio. They obviously didn't, but I don't think anyone <laughs> in different circumstances, if the whole weekend had been dry, for example, I might be wrong there, but I don't think anyone would have beat Fabio anyway. I yeah, I mean, I think Johan's just got to, doesn't need me to tell him, but he's got to keep just plucking away and keep putting in performances. I mean, um, he's obviously a fantastic rider and he must be thinking about that first victory, but it doesn't seem too far away. I think it just needs certain conditions and a bit of a look to fall into place. And I think he'll, I think he'll do it. It'd be a great shame if um, a rider of Zarco's caliber, the amount of podiums he's got, he's a double world champion, of course, doesn't go on to win at a GP race. I know winning one at a GP race is tougher than ever. Just ask Alicia Spargro. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think he's just around the corner. I, I feel. Oh, I, so we have, um, yeah, okay, we have the final results of the poll from our guys on Twitch. If you're listening on audio format and disagree vehemently with everything we've said, feel <laughs> free to get in touch using the hashtag MotoGP podcast. Um, but first, just on Zarko, I did just check it, and it's 13 podiums now without a win, and he's moved above Colin Edwards as the rider with most podiums without having that MotoGP win. But I believe he's still ahead of Quartararo in overall grand prix victories across all classes he's the i think he's still the leading french right. rider on that so that's that's something he's still got for the moment and like you said impressed and obviously on different machinery as well yeah, he's had some impressive performances so drum roll the final results are rins 56 percent. the guys on twitch think marquez 20 percent, and then uh, zarka dropped to 13 in the end then so uh yeah i don't know it's going to be an interesting weekend in hereth isn't it but I don't know. I've already given my bet. What do you think we're going to see the weekend ahead? Um, well, first things first, it looks like it's going to be sunny all weekend, which we didn't get in Portimao, did we? Friday and Saturday were, yeah, pretty dreadful. We were, I was hoping to top up the tan a little bit after being in the UK in 20 degree heat over Easter weekend, but wasn't to be in Portimao. Um, so that's good that we're going to get some dry weather. Um I mean, yeah, you can't really look far past Fabio, can you? He should have won there last year, of course. If it weren't for his arm pump problem, he would have won at an absolute canter. Um, so, yeah, before the weekend, um, I'm definitely hedging my bets on Fabio Quasuaro, but the, I, th I expect the Suzuki guys to be strong there. Obviously, Miller and Pecco claimed a 1-2 for Ducati there last year on the GP21, so that might mean Ane is going to be the one to beat. The prettier... I think Aprilia will go well, at least in the hands of Aleish anyway. Hopefully Maverick can start building on his um, performances and get up to the leaders. Uh, I think both of us want to see that. We're big Maverick fans, aren't we? Um, so yeah, it's just highly unpredictable like it is, as always, in MotoGP nowadays. And But having said that, I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think Fabio, Fabio definitely goes into the weekend as the strong favourite. I think so. We'll have to see. Um, there's an interesting clarification he made in the post-race press conference 
um, that was because I think he'd said about rear grip in a previous either debrief or interview somewhere that that was what they were lacking. And then he said, well, it's not that we're lacking rear grip and that's what's created the difference in performance between, for example, the two races in Qatar when he won and then actually got faster, but was where was he in the season open a ninth, eighth or ninth? Um, Mm -hmm. It's every rider will say they want more rear grip if you ask them because more rear grip is what makes you go faster. But he said it's the lack of top end speed that's affecting kind of everything all together. And that's starting the domino effect of just stopping them being able to make that step forward. So very clear about what he wants from the bike for sure, as he was at the latter stages of last year, certainly um, made that point a lot about top speed. And he was also saying that he was so, so strong through that final corner. So of course it's not rear grip that he was lacking on Sunday because, you know, around there, um, but I thought that was an interesting one because I guess if he's really got it hooked up so well around there with a shorter straight, but also that incredible run onto it, I guess you're going to feel that top speed deficit a little bit less compared to some tracks, especially if you're going from such a, a tighter corner and then onto a much, much longer straight. I'm trying to think where, like Sepang, I guess, is a good example of that. So yeah, it'd be an interesting one. And Hareth very much not got a long straight, so we will see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we should leave it there for today's show. And like we said, if you have anything you want to get in touch about, hashtag MotoGP podcast. Elliot, do you have any final points to uh, make or anything to look out for this weekend? Um, no, not really. I think it's just going to be another good weekend of racing, isn't it? I mean, I'm looking forward to being in Hareth and having fans back for a start. I've not been to Hareth where the famous crowd are there. So I'm looking forward to experiencing that for the first time. Um, yeah, no, it should, just should be a good weekend. The ref's obviously a classic venue, a classic layout, and the riders seem to enjoy it, or most of them anyway. Um, and yeah, hopefully we get a really good race. Um, hopefully no one runs away with it, but if they do, then fair play. Um, but yeah, no, just looking forward to it. Yep. Same here. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We will also have Mir and Miller back in the hunt, won't we? And one note for everyone who keeps complaining about these kinds of incidents. If a rider (laughs) makes a mistake and then collects another rider in their crash, that will never be a penalty. It will only be a penalty if the rider who was trying to make the move was always going to cross paths with the other one. So unfortunately, if you make a mistake and you collect somebody else who's on the outside, it's super bad luck. No one ever wants to see that happen. It's not a penalty offence. So we did see those two guys kind of shake hands, hug and make up a little bit more than we've seen after some of their other tiffs as well. So that was good (laughs) stuff. So yeah, the scenes is the stage rather is set for Hareth. Thank you every much. Very, I can't speak English today. (laughs) The stage is set for Hareth. Thank you very much for joining us, everyone on Twitch. And all of those of you who downloaded the audio format across podcast platforms too. Like I said, if you do have something to say and you weren't with us live on the broadcast, use the hashtag MotoGPPodcast. We'll look through there. Give us, yet yeah, feedback, suggestions for guests, anything you think we miss, anything you disagree with, be kind, but get in touch. And thank you very much for joining us and enjoy the Spanish Grand Prix. Thank you, guys.